Welcome back, viewers, to If I Only Knew, the podcast where the generations come together in some sort of bridging of the void and the gap. I'm joined again by my podcast host extraordinaire, the real star of the show and the fan favourite, Matt. G'day, Matt. How are you today? Hello, Fred. I'm doing well. You always have very glowing introductions for me. Thank you very much. Matt, today we're going to talk about something that an old man like me knows nothing about. This is redefined concept of community and friendship that comes out of this bigger, broader concept of online gaming. Now, Matt, I want the listeners to know we're not talking about, you know, Monopoly via Zoom. <laughs> okay. We're talking about some of these top flight. We all know the gaming industry has changed. Your generation is in a golden age of gaming where people can do it for a living. People stream their gaming online. Matt has his own streaming channel that was taken down because unfortunately you're not allowed to wear a bikini when <laughs> Absolute you stream anymore. Absolute slander. Um, Matt, I don't understand any of this. So tell me first and foremost, what game is out there that has formed some sort of radical concept of community? What are the big ones there at the moment? Is it still Mario Brothers? <laughs> I think it's a, this is a really good conversation because it's one of the ones where I started thinking about like intergenerational issues, sitting around a dinner table trying to explain to my parents how on earth I was chatting to my friends and like calling them my friends just through the internet sitting at my desk playing video games so mario bros is absolutely still a fan favorite nintendo's been going strong for about as long as i can remember with absolute killer video games um, but there's obviously a whole slew of new games mario and the nintendo's they they do a great job in particular of um, bringing people together in person a bit of a party game you all come together you sit in someone's living room and i think that's probably the most old-timey understanding of what it means to connect with people through video games. You all come yep. together, you sit in the living room, and you play on a console together. Easy to understand, simple, straightforward. They're your mates. You play video games with them. Great fun. Um, some other games that are a bit more, a little bit more radical might be something like um, the online cooperative games like Minecraft, very popular one. Roblox is a very popular version of Minecraft for younger people. And even like some of the more slightly perhaps competitive games like League of Legends or Dota, big, big names in the video game world, um, Counter-Strike. So just for video game, I believe the term is noobs. <laughs> what does DOTA stand for? So DOTA is uh, an acronym. It is for Defense of the Ancients. Um, in a lot of ways, it's kind of a meaningless name. DOTA, uh, DOTA and League of Legends describe a uh, 5v5 competitive team-based game. So it's a 40-minute game. You jump in with four other people and you verse an opposing team made up of the same number of people and so what it does is it creates this great opportunity for you to jump on a team with people and play now it's there, there there's two key elements to internet and community that i think i'm going to break down with you today fred and one is the idea of playing with people you know in person but doing it online and yep. the other is meeting people online and becoming friends and part of a community with them i suspect the first one we you know a bit of a leap but not too much of a leap you already know them you're just spending more time with them online the second one is something that i think i might be able to offer even more about so league can of I, legends can I ask the question before you start that mate mm -hmm. in your gaming experience 
have you formed stronger friendships? So just a question about the people you know. Mm -hmm. Have you formed stronger friendships with people that might have been tangential to you in, say, school or uni because of a shared gaming community? Absolutely. Some of my closest friends out of school, especially after I finished school, right, friends? So during school, you've got this excellent microcosm of the people around you all the time. And, you know, you might not be best mates with everyone, but you probably get along with a good portion of people to some degree or another. Now, of course, post-school, that community is fragmented and you can find versions of it at uni, but uni is a much larger institution. And of course, we've been stuck inside for a lot of the last few years. So that's been particularly hard. So for me, video games have served as a way to stay in touch with a, a community of people that I share interest with and I'd be playing the games by myself in some capacity or another anyway so what's been fantastic is to really enhance my hobby to enhance my experience by spending time with people who also share that hobby and find that common ground with them and really I think get a lot more out of that time because of that I want to note that I am prioritizing this podcast on the good side of gaming and community Uh, there may well be in fact there are much more considerable negatives out of community gaming internet all that stuff we'll address those at another time primarily i think but uh i want to talk about the good things that i've experienced i think it's a fair it's fair comment to say that the community of gaming represents the community at large where there are goods and bads today we want to do something very unusual from at nine focus completely on the positives and Mm. ignore the toxic side of gaming um so i want to understand matt talk to me about this idea of you know you're in a you're in a game it sounds competitive and i'd imagine one of the things you do as you're getting better at it is you want to find better players to play with because you want to win now i could be wrong about that it could just be all about collecting crystals to give the (laughs) unicorn better wings or something I, i i don't really I have a daughter at the moment. I don't. Uh, all the u- video games I see are about fashions, unicorns, and wings are very popular everywhere. <laughs> so tell me, tell me about that. Have you formed friendships based on the idea of like being the Kobe Bryant and the Michael Jordan of video games? See how I age myself there, people. What do you know? Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that um, the best way for me to answer that question, I think, is to talk a little bit about the way that my gaming community has developed over the last few years because I think that I'm not as competitive as some of my friends are and what it means is that sometimes when we want to play competitively people will break off into different groups and play competitively the the people who are improving who are getting better play themselves and then we come back together usually with more people because there are more people who aren't as good will come and we'll play and have more of a party game fun time together so what i found fascinating about the way my community of friends that games works is we all live on a digital platform called discord and discord is a social media platform that's how they sell themselves but they do things a little bit differently to a place like facebook in facebook you have a profile that you curate and you connect with other profiles in discord you have a profile but you primarily interact with other people through a concept called a room a discord room so you will be invited to join rooms with other people and you will then live on that room and participate with people in that room and that room will have a variety of text channels where you can message people and send photos and emails and stuff and there'll also have a variety of voice channels where you can talk to different people in that room and jump between different corners of the room if you like and talk to different people so what we'll have is we'll have the competitive people playing one game at a competitive caliber in one corner of the room and i'll be with 
three other mates playing a more casual game just for fun in another corner of the room. And it's, it's something about the way that I feel like Discord as a social media for gamers, it's designed primarily for gamers, has mimicked this role of like space within the physical world. Space is really important to give people that sense of belonging and a place they can keep coming back to for their community. And Discord in many ways serves as that space for us as gamers whenever i want to talk to my gamer friends i just jump in the discord room and someone will probably be around to talk to me and so i think that that helps explore well how do you manage what is ultimately quite a disparate group of people who merely share an interest so we're friends but we're friends primarily because we share an interest and there might be 15 of us in this discord room i'm not best friends with all 15 of them but i get along quite well with them we share a space we occupy the same hobby and i think that um it's it's having a an area for our community to sit in that allows us to have that different skill caliber that different interest in different genres of games a, a different times that we can play and can't play and still be able to be quite a cohesive whole because different people will be in the room at different times so that's kind of how i will give you a long-winded response to how do i manage different skill levels in fact i think as a group because we share a hobby and we're all comfortable in our own hobbies we're actually able to participate in them to whatever extent we want to and the group is just large enough i think to facilitate that so let me ask you a question about that group. There's a there's a specific avenue outside of the game for gamers. Has that brought you closer together with people that you don't know in the real world? So that discussion of my Discord community is the discussion of continuing to connect with people I already know in real life through the internet space. When it comes to meeting people that I haven't met in real life online, it's a much more complex story and for me I haven't done a ton of it because I've always managed to probably get what I need out of my physical communities in the first place but I'm plenty familiar with the the process it once again comes down to meeting people who you share an interest with who you share something with right to meet someone online and for some people it is about oh I've managed to meet this person who matches my skill level and we're going to climb together by climb together I reference a ladder that you rank up to try and do better to be more successful and what I found observing some of my friends who have these more competitive relationships with people I think um, that they've not met before is that they often tend to be relatively short-lived largely in the friendship groups that i've observed when you're working together for a similar purpose such as improving your competitive rank usually it's that shared aspect that pulls you together and so once one of you no longer decides they want to climb up or they decide they they don't have the time something else happens in their life or whatever suddenly that relationship is disconnected and as much as it might not break down or it might not be like a complete disaster for it i often find that that's the point at which these more practical online relationships break down because in some part i think they don't have that same foundation that an in-person relationship might have so that's the competitive side of like the gaming side of meeting someone new but it can be very different if you're meeting someone new online for the sake of finding a community and that's that's uh probably the difference i would argue one is about like a very transactional friendship of like we're both good at this game we both want to improve we we both want to do better but once let's let's fight the demons together and get the goal exactly exactly but but once Oh, you know, I want them over the demons. Mm, Let's. Mm. Oh, you're going to keep going. That's okay. I'm going to go over here. I, I, as I understand it, and correct me if I'm wrong, some games 
actually build in a community dynamic. And I think the common word that's used is alliances, where they sort of encourage you to come together in a group of 20, 30, 40 and, and put on a, a tribe colour or a team badge. And mm-hmm. um, let's assume that we're only looking at the positives. Is that a good thing within gaming? Is it a nice way of new people to at least interact with somebody? Yeah. Oh, it's got- what is it? Am I getting that right, by the way? Correct me you're, if I'm You're right. basically correct. Absolutely. It's it has extremely positive potential. So I think gaming gaming has evolved a long way. But I think kind of the, the traditional model that you're kind of talking about there is what I think of when I think of World of Warcraft, which is probably okay. a, a name that might mean something to a lot of our older listeners because yes. I think it was one of those kind of um, foundational video games. So World of Warcraft was built largely around the idea of guilds. A guild is a group of people that come together in an alliance and they participate to take down really difficult monsters and stuff. And it's in, I've heard fantastic stories out of those guilds of people coming together who've never met one another because, you know, World of Warcraft was a pretty niche hobby as well in particular. And so you'd find people who shared this niche interests with you, participate in a guild with them. And because it demanded a little bit more, a little bit more commitment and a little bit more time to play a game like World of Warcraft than some of the other competitive games I've been talking about, you would develop more meaningful relationships with people so i still follow a group of friends on youtube in fact who met in a guild during the world of warcraft days and so they've been best friends for 12 years or so and it's it's a potential to have that common goal in mind and then have the social element outside of that and that's something that I think those alliance systems and those like community chat rooms sort of thing out of a game like World of Warcraft can really yeah. build. Um, a game more about climbing the competitive scene can be a little bit less general in the community it builds. And so it's more easy to kind of fragment off of that afterwards. But something like those alliance systems provide a, a sense of identity for people. You know, I'm part of this alliance. I'm part of this guild. I want to do well for it. I want to participate. And it can also provide a space that people can moderate themselves i think so obviously there's risks involved with this that we aren't going to get too far into but guilds are largely moderated by the people that participated and so if you find a guild you like if you find one that you think clicks with you you like their their moderators you like their their leaders or whatever then that can be a fantastic place to really connect with people who are similar to you because you they also have gone through that kind of vetting process if you like of being a part of that guild and i think that that's a, a big part of that wider community of meeting new people yeah can i ask uh, matt in terms of two quick questions without notice on gaming given that it's a community and given that it's a, an extension of your social life do you think that's a a positive contributor to the game for you or to the friendships outside of the game or to both Hmm, definitely both for me i have a considerably better time on most video games when i'm playing with someone else because you get to share that experience with someone and and i guess the other question is if you look at the demographics what's the gender mix look like now interesting once again it's very specific to the individual game it's one of the things i love about gaming is In a lot of ways, I think it's a little bit like reading books. You know, I'm pretty confident there's a game that most people will enjoy in the same way I'm pretty confident there's a book that most people will enjoy. When you're playing a game like Battlefield, the new Battlefield's coming out soon, I suspect the majority of players are men. Um, But a game like Animal Crossing, a game like Zelda Breath of the Wild, 
would probably have much more even splits. And there's a few reasons for that. Some of them will just be the communities, you know, like the, the, the social idea around playing Call of Duty is very masculine. It's very, in a lot of ways, very toxic. Um, and so I suspect that doesn't attract many other people. Um, but it's also around a gameplay loop, you know, like what do people find fun and what's designed well and the, the way a lot of people get into a game like Call of Duty is their friends start playing it and then it draws them in so I think yeah. you've, new, new games that are of different genres have a cycle that can bring different demographics that traditionally haven't been a part of video gaming into them a bit more easily yeah well I certainly know of an adolescent male whose mother was very worried because of the language and property destruction yes. because of gaming on Call of Duty the shoot 'em up style of games, right, yeah. and I have somebody very close to me, a, a, a lovely lady who remains nameless, who regaled me stories about how to try to bloom a blue rose in uh, Animal Crossing. Yes, yes. So, uh, to which I remarked about Animal Crossing, this is really bad. When do you get to throw balls at them and stick them in a tiny red and white ball and make them fight each other? <laughs> That's a Pokemon reference for those mm-hmm. that don't get it because there are listeners even older than me on this one. Mate, I, I think one of the things that you've touched upon is that I'm sure that since, you know, humanity gained the capacity to group that hobbies were one of the things that people did to explore social relationships and it might have been archery back in the medieval times Mm. it might have been you know uh sports and and participation in organized groups like scouts and stuff in another time but gaming has really found a uh a place not just because of the entertainment value of the game but the capacity to share the joy with friends and community and i must admit i i certainly understand the capacity to take on bite-sized amounts of friendship as suits you Mm. and do something and i use this word loosely purposeful Mm. because i know a lot of parents out there would say gaming is not purposeful um, I'm not suggesting that I believe that because everything I ever learnt, I learned from TV and comic books. So I think gaming's in that realm. Matt, if, if somebody said to you right now, I'm not feeling as connected as I could or I should, I'm a little bit isolated, I'm a little bit socially phobic, would you encourage them to use gaming and the gaming community to sort of come out of themselves a little bit? Yeah, I definitely would, but I think... My key takeaway from my experience with video games is that it's a great opportunity to connect with someone that you already have something in common with. Like, I think it relies on a shared enjoyment of the hobby in the first place because otherwise it's not going to work out. So I'd encourage people first in that instance to think about what do you enjoy doing? You know, do you enjoy beautifying something? Do you enjoy making something look really nice? A game like Animal Crossing or similar stuff might be perfect for you. Um, Stardew Valley is another excellent title in that field. Uh, Maybe do you like building something in like a a somewhat challenging environment but having total control? Minecraft is a great place to start for that. Maybe you enjoy watching yourself build a system that works really smoothly and it kind of helps grow numbers and, and you start small and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. A game like Factorio or in the more militaristic sense, Crusader Kings 2 are games that are fantastic for that kind of 
cathartic system building. And so I'd, suggest, I'd encourage people in that instance to think a little bit about like what kind of things might you enjoy. Maybe do a bit of Googling for different genres of video games. Find one you like the sound of and maybe start participating. Video games can be toxic. People are not at their best when they're anonymous and they're distant from people. But I also think that they have an extreme power to connect people, especially if you already have a degree of rapport with that person already someone you you tangentially know or something like that can be a great place to start to get them know to get to know them better because you're sharing a hobby with them do you see yourself at the age of 65 or 70 still gaming with good mates i think i'd be really disappointed if i wasn't i'd want that to be the case so yes i hope so I mean, to close out today, the reason that I thought this was a great topic when Matt and I discussed it was I know that through uh, organisations like Acon in Australia, they've used gaming as a way to bring together the LGBTQI community where kids that might be in remote and rural locations and going through their, you know, their their uh, own style of struggles are able to connect with people not about the struggle but about shared interest and a lot of research demonstrates the power to the community that comes from gaming where there's a shared understanding there are struggles that are outside of the game itself but the game brings people together with some purposeful activity and time so it's not all about delving into the deep and dark stuff it's about laughs and light and fun and i think matt's a really good example of someone that's got a in my opinion a really well-rounded life but matt makes time for something that he can do with his friends and what i'm hearing is it's a a light investment in effort but a high return in outcome if you're doing it with people you value thank you for today matt i've learned a lot about gaming for those that are out listening to this podcast and wondering what they might otherwise do with this information if you're a bit older reach out to people that you know and ask them if they game it may be a case of exploring as a group of friends some of the stuff that you can do online and again everybody's got a computer lots of people have ipads lots of people have consoles at home give it a go it might be a way of reconnecting with people that you've lost touch with in the real world and reigniting those friendships i will say this in aged care communities you will find gaming is increasing in its popularity because of the hand-eye coordination the acuity issues and lots of other reasons but it's strongly based on this sense of community Mm. matt thank you for this week Uh, and we look forward to talking to you all next week on if i only knew thanks very much guys thank you for listening this podcast is a better pod group production with special thanks to our researcher nicola binks executive producer matt blanche the providers of our theme song with credits that are in our bio, and of course, you, the listener. It's important to remember that this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Whilst there are therapeutic themes discussed, in no way is this podcast considered treatment, and in the event you're in a psychological emergency, please reach out in whatever way you can through 000 or Lifeline 13 11 14. It's important to remember that the discussion is for entertainment purposes and the opinions voiced by podcast hosts are theirs and theirs alone. Any reference to copyright or copywritten material is, of course, the copyright of the copyright owner and or relevant corporate entities. Thank you for listening to Bed Pod Group Productions and tune in to some of our other excellent pod productions on this network.